0: Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity on purpose discussions and magical moments
1: hey everybody welcome back to talk purpose and truth it's kim and i'm here with eden hello eden hi what's going on so <laughs> january we we felt like we haven't done a raw and real episode in a while where we just mm-hmm. talk to yeah. you and to one another, and we wanted to celebrate 2023 beginning, a new year, new shifts, if you choose to believe that. Um, I like to always look at it like we're entering a new energy of a new year, and so you either continue on the path of the good things you're doing, or you kind of wipe some things clean and start anew, however you want to look at it.
0: And that's what I will be doing, by the way.
1: uh, Yeah, and so I thought... (laughs) start out by we can talk a little bit about but what's been going on with us and we're going to talk a little bit about limiting beliefs and inner child healing and different things like that but i wanted to start by you know i haven't even asked you Eden. we we do usually talk about stuff like this but because i was away we haven't had a chance so what do you have any resolutions for 2023 or is there anything you want to stop doing and and begin doing as a goal um you know
0: things like that. Um, I, you know what I, when you asked me that just now, I just remembered my answer from last year. You, you asked the same question on the podcast, uh-huh. and I, I'm gonna probably have the same answer because <laughs> resolutions. I just don't really believe in doing that because people usually don't follow through with their plans. Uh, what they what they decide to do, uh, with the resolution. So I think for me, it's more about what I want to let go of or enhance. Um, so those are uh, the things that I like to do more, but I think in general, it's going to be letting go of, uh, trying to force, trying to make things happen, trying to control and just more allowing myself to listen to the universe or what my guides want for me. Um, god you know just things like that i'm not gonna try to go into things with force i think you you understand right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah just that's, like that's i don't want to make things happen just let things right. happen
1: and that's a good thing for everyone to understand is is that you can like for me i have things, of course, that I want to do, like intentions, like, oh, yeah, I want to continue the podcast. And, you know, I have events going on and a mastermind going on, and I want to travel and things like that. But at the same time, you can have that list, you can have the goals, but you need to also be in a place of allowing, like, okay, well, these are intentions, but I'm going to allow things to come to pass as they're meant to. And come to fruition as they're meant to. And I'm gonna let go and allow and trust in God. And that it takes practice to know that you're not in control. So you let go and let God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I don't know if you have a mantra or word of the year. I I like doing that just because, you know, I'm like you where I'm, I'm working on tuning in to love more and energetically being in that vibration of love and light. Um, but it helps me to have in the back of my mind, like a word of the year, a mantra of the year. And so for me, my word of the year is alignment because that reminds me to be aligned with divine energy, be in balance with my own body and accepting of my own body and my mm-hmm. physical and, um, being in uh, tune with my, so alignment helps with that. And then, yeah. my mantra of the year is I have daily, magical experiences moments and memories and that helps me to have plans and intentions related to things that are positive and magical and also to find the magic in things that a lot of people would label as ordinary like you know seeing a butterfly land on a flower or looking up the cloud shapes or things like that and really going wow this is ag- actually Around us, we have magic and we get to decide what we're filling our life with every single day.
0: Yeah. So that's like a miracle to me, like magic and miracles. Yeah. And um, do you want me to say what mine is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hear um,
1: Oracle cards that pull you your word of the year or your message of the year. I can do that really. Quickly you want to do
0: that instead well, no.
1: of first and let's see if it matches.
0: Okay uh well i think trust is going to be my word of the year i think that goes along with letting go of trying to control and force things so it's Mm -hmm. just really trust um and then mantra live in the truth that's always Mm. been been my mantra but i think i think now i understand what that is a lot better than i used to what does that mean to you because i think the truth before um I only wanted to hear certain things where, you know, kind of at where my comfort level was. And now I just allow the whole truth, Mm -hmm. even Mm. if it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and
1: being, I think being in your truth, when you do, when you, what you act, do and say are in alignment with who you really are instead of pleasing others or being something you think society wants you to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so that, part of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull you a card.
0: Yeah. Let's see. You're
1: 2023. Okay. It says healing angel. You are being bathed in gold, pink and deep green light. Accept this healing. We surround you with wings of love and you are eternally free, fresh and abundant.
0: Wow. So that, very
1: good powerful card for the year meaning that you're you're having abundant health freedom and abundance which is like good positive things coming in from all sides Mm -hmm. I'll take it okay and then I got the unknown do not fear the unknown this is a time of deep exploration and transformation unfamiliar territory will lead to new horizons so that's kind of good, like with what we're talking about, like mm-hmm. we really don't know, even if we have all these plans and we have all these lists and bucket lists and things we want to do, that's great. But really, we don't know minute to minute what's going to happen. We do not have control, even though we tried to think we do. And so being in that place of being excited about the unknown with trust, like what you said, Eden, yeah. is is very empowering. And how you, how you for me, how I become comfortable with it or good with it or excited about it is to constantly remind myself to be in the place of love and connecting to my heart mind body and soul and to be grounded and connected all of that just regularly like I can do what I just said within 10 seconds like regularly throughout the day and that helps me stay in the place of trust and not
0: yeah and I think uh, along with that In order to trust, for me at least, this is my experience, and I think many would relate, is um, what was missing when I was lacking the trust and I was trying to control things was the uh, need to be safe, need to feel safe. So in order to allow yourself to let go of the control, um, there is a component there where you have to feel safe in the unknown as well in letting go of control is you're going into the unknown. You're going out of your comfort zone and uh, telling yourself over and over, like you do, like, I am safe, even though this is scary, or I am safe, even though I'm uncomfortable in this or in the unknown. And I don't know what's going to happen. I am still safe and I am still okay. Reminding yourself that that's something that I had to learn how to do. Um, and it took a long time, but um you can do it, it's possible.
1: Yeah, I love that. And you know, you know, what else is helping me is that, you know, no matter how much work I've done, I tend to sometimes still get in a place of like, habits of ego coming up and being moody or annoyed or afraid or anything like that. And I know the difference. like, I'm able to usually decipher the difference of like, okay, that I don't have to honor that. Like, it's this like irritation or moodiness is coming up and I know it's just a weird ego thing or habitual thing. I can work on kind of throwing that away or reminding myself to reset and find the good. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it might be about a person or your ego makes you think it's about a person. So instead see deeply into that person's soul and find the good within them so that you don't feel the irritation or anger or whatever it might be. And then on the other side of it, sometimes if something comes up that I know I need to feel like an emotion comes up, like just the other night, an emotion came up where I was feeling really off and I'm going, wait, what's going on that? I could tell this is an emotion rising up. Something triggered me. So I was able to stop and go in my head, what is this? You know, and really coach myself through it. Like asking myself questions like, okay, what is this? How can I be okay with this? Do I need to you know, sort this out or feel it, you know, and sometimes you do need to go scream into a pillow, you (laughs) know, or cry or talk to someone or journal. But I think those types of tools are helpful so that you do have an enjoyable, happy life and you have inner peace,
0: you know. Oh, absolutely. I think all of these tools uh, for for the two of us, at least we've really started to come into the understanding more we can say in presently (laughs) because of our things that we've been through in the last few years, personally, um, I could look back and be grateful for, because it got us to this place where we can now do it for ourselves and be more grounded in all of that. And also, um, aligned with our true selves and, uh, and also help other people. Like mm-hmm. we're 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 in that position now Well, we've done for years help people. We've worked with people but now I think we're even more so and in a new like a new level, at a new level of that um having that ability to now share what we've learned and I think we were put through this on purpose. These things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like extreme extreme challenges but now when extreme challenges come up, I'm able to look at it differently and, you know, go, okay, something's going on to have this happen for my highest good. And it's a journey and it's, I'm supposed to gather wisdom from this. Mm -hmm. And so how can I, how can I accept it and find ways to, to make it into something that's a learning experience or growth experience?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So another, what were you going to (laughs) say? Okay. I wanted to share something that came up in a session that I did recently with a client, um, that really opened my eyes to probably the way that many people think. Um, so it came through her loved ones that came through, Um, brought it up to her that she needed to do some healing work with her inner child around things that happened with her mom when she was a child. And her response to that was that she felt like she's unable, she's not capable of doing any of that healing work with her mom until she passes away, until her mother passes away. Um, And I just really thought, oh my gosh, this is probably what many people think. Um, So that's not true at all. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of go over that, the reasons why it's not true. And um, one being that um, the healing work that at least that I do with people that I assist with is um, a lot of it is energetic. So we don't need the other person there present physically or spiritually. We don't need them actually there in order for us to heal so i teach people how to do the the healing work with the, with the inner child uh and then they can do there's all kinds of tools but uh specifically you could do energetic conversations with the person imagining that they're there with you and you get to tell them everything you've ever wanted to say to them and then imagine that they're listening and they respond in a way that you want them to and Believe it or not, it feels like you're not really doing anything, but it does shift the energy in a big way. Um, that's with people who are living or passed on. Um, and then there's also the the belief, but I think it's, I think all of these are limiting beliefs. I think there's the belief that people think that if my parent or loved one is passed away, I cannot heal from any past trauma with them that I've had with them. And that is also not true because for the same reasons I just said. So we just want everyone out there to know that you can do the healing work with or without that person present. And sometimes it's easier when they're not around. <laughs> um, if you're dealing with someone who, for example, would be a narcissist, they may not hear you. <laughs> um, so it's about learning how to meet your own needs, giving yourself what you didn't get as a child or even now uh, in your present life. Um, there are ways to give yourself that, to fill those voids on your own. And it's like, it's what, what's considered uh, parenting, reparenting yourself. You parent yourself and it's like, it's, it's self-love. That's what equals self-love. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there for everyone to know.
1: Right. And it's the same when people think that they can't heal something with someone who already died. It's the same thing, like where you can still do, you can have energetic conversations. Sometimes you will get messages from them. And a lot of times the person who has passed away has evolved sometimes on the other side. They've evolved. They're looking at things from a different place.
0: Yeah, it's sad to say, but... They do, they learn and grow on the other side. They gain wisdom. If they have karma to clear that they didn't clear in this physical life, they bring it with them. That's my belief. That's what I've learned from doing this work. And so therefore they have another opportunity to do the work on the other side. And so they're able to come through me um, in a healthier place with a new perspective. Um, and and it's often, sadly, how easier to heal with someone who's passed on (laughs) if if yeah there's trauma if there's unhealed trauma and wounding it's it's often easier right and because they're healthier
1: right and there's been instances where someone comes through on the other side that has done something terrible to someone you know and they are trying to apologize and I think what happens is the person gets scared that, oh, now I'm going to have them back in my life energetically. When in reality, you could just go, okay, I'm forgiving you. And now go away, move on. I don't need you in my life, but you still have that energy level of forgiveness, which is good for you and them. Does that make
0: sense? Exactly. Yes. You are correct in that. And uh it's not the forgiveness. I think we've brought this up in the past, but I'm going to say it again. Forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. So when you forgive, it's so that you could move forward in whatever way you choose to and you don't have to have that person in your life physically or energetically. It's all your choice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, t- It's, it's such a, we've talked about this too. So just quickly, it's like a fine line because sometimes there's so much emotion and anger and pain there that it's hard to say, I forgive. Um, And so it may just be like, I forgive, which what that means to me is I set you free and I put you way over there away from me and I cut all cords and ties to you, but I let it go. Like
0: it could be more like that. Well, and in addition, they set themselves free. Right. 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 Because then that person no longer has power over how that, how you feel. Right.
1: Yeah. Because if we're constantly going, I'm angry at them, I have pain about them, I'm sad because of what happened related to them, then we're tied to them. they they have energy over our lives and instead of going, you know what, I'm going to cut
0: cords and set you free and me free. Yeah. 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 Very, very healthy practice. right
1: so anyway well for us as for us um with what's been going on um I just got back from Hawaii and I was just telling Eden that my dog Larry who's really funny little dog um we have a pet sitter that's unique that watches (laughs) him um and I picked him up, and he, we had to have the goldfish babysat by her too, because we have no one to watch the goldfish. Which was interesting. Trying to get the fish bowl
0: over to the dog sitter's house. And wait, I want to say one thing about the goldfish, because um, uh, you mentioned that to me yesterday, and I brought it up to Taylor, and she said, which I didn't remember until she said it, we had goldfish, or we had some kind of fish in the past. Both the girls had fish, and um, they—I don't remember how they were. They found out, but fish don't they are allowed to or they can go without food for as long as you were in Hawaii. So you could have let it go without the feedings, (laughs) without a babysitter. That's what I've heard.
1: That would be kind of scary because that's like it was eight days.
0: I know. I know. But that she reminded me.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's I don't know. I don't I wouldn't want to risk it. But um, I wouldn't either. But. Our fish, they're fine. So, but it was interesting trying to get the bull and them to a back back and forth to our house. But, anyways, my dog tends to, when he gets annoyed, like a lot of dogs, about being moved or his schedule changed, he will pee. And so I asked the dog sitter, hey, how was he? Did he pee? And she said I just was cracking up because she said that she was watching four boy other boy dogs. So what happened is she had to put diapers on all five dogs because <laughs> marking their territory with each other so often her house would have been filled with pee. So she had diapers on all five dogs, which I wish I had a picture of that because I was just cracking. I I, maybe that's mean, but I was cracking up at the idea of my dog. having
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And my response to you on that was, I felt sorry for Larry because I I thought it would like make him regress. Oh yeah. I mean,
1: she's a trainer too. So he actually usually comes back better behaved for a while and he's been been really good and fine um yeah and she does like dog training on him or something but um sometimes he's mad at us but he hasn't acted mad at us this time yeah that's (laughs) Um, good yeah as for hawaii um it was interesting because i think because i'm more evolved and i've done so much work on myself and and it in it impacts how I see the world mm-hmm. better. I enjoyed the trip even more. And this was my fifth time going, but I hadn't gone in a long time. And we went to Maui and we did really unique things. Like Edwin drove the whole road to HANA. And you crazy. know crazy. Which was very crazy. Like I felt like we were in Indiana Jones movie or Romancing the Stone or something. Or that movie that just came out with um I was saying we were in um the movie with Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, and um that one that came out that was in the jungle. I can't think what it was. Like. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, but we did that and we saw, you know, we did this crazy rainforest hike, but what, what was unique about it besides seeing so much wildlife and there was roosters everywhere. I don't remember with Hawaii before, but I guess I just forgot, but there was, it was just so funny how many roosters were everywhere crowing. And so one night I had texted Eden throughout because, you know, we tend to get, Signs or messages from prints and I'm in this art gallery and it was a nature art gallery and everything was nature like beautiful like $5,000 paintings with nature and all of a sudden out of all these nature paintings probably like 200 there was suddenly two prints paintings. And I'm like, really? Like out of nowhere, like there was not rock and roll paintings. And then the guy happened to see that I had a Prince tattoo. So he was like trying to convince me to buy a Prince painting for $5,000. And I'm going, Oh my my God. God. Yeah. So that was one thing. And there was, there was a few other interesting signs. Like one of our guests, Elisa Fiorillo was one of Prince's singers and she was also a singer in the eighties. And I was in the shop that had jewelry and Hawaiian art nothing at all related to to records and all of a sudden in the back there was a little box of records and Elisa's record was right there for sale That's and so I was funny it really interesting randomly in Hawaii yeah and finally when we were doing the rainforest hike in Hana and where you know I'm going through the mud it was the hardest hike I've ever done and even harder than when Eden and I went out the us. it was insane and I ended up by myself. My parents were behind us and my kids and husband were way ahead of me. And somehow I ended up by myself for a while. And I just because you
0: always walk ahead of
1: everyone. No, but I was in the middle. Oh, you
0: were in the middle this time. Um, Okay. (laughs)
1: waiting for my dad because he he has to have hip surgery. So he was walking a lot slower. Mm -hmm. And then I just gave up waiting for him because my mom was with him. So I'm, I'm in this meditative place of like, I'm all this bamboo is around me. I'm walking in the mud with flip-flops, mind you, I'm crazy.
0: I know. I saw that in the picture. I couldn't believe you.
1: (laughs) I'm barefoot, but then I was scared there would be a weird bug. Um, But I was in this meditative place of just like, wow, I'm, you know, connected to earth and this is all oneness. And the second I thought that I looked down at my feet. And there was a guitar pick with painting of Maui on the guitar pick. And the day before that, we had been talking about how Prince, my husband's like, Prince is such an underrated guitar player. He was so profound. And we had found this video of him doing guitar and, you know, his rock and roll hall of fame performance, like the founder of the rock and roll hall of fame says that that's the best performance they've ever had Mm -hmm. of all years when he played, um, the Beatles song on the with Tom Petty um with my guitar gently weeps that's what it was but anyways I found this guitar pick and it was just so symbolic I kept I have it in my wallet now I'm just gonna keep yeah. it there it always remind me like a like an anchor to remind me mm-hmm. of the end of the and so I just felt like that's such a great way I got <laughs> to end the year and begin the year the new year um in Hawaii so that was exciting
0: yeah, with all those little uh, uh signs for you. I mean that guitar pick. That's yeah that's like, like really, really random.
1: Right. Oh, and I saw you know what was so random too, is it was totally a rainforest, like like you see in the movies. I mean, bamboo up to the sky, waterfalls, sacred pools, and all of a sudden we hear moo. And <laughs> I, I saw the picture. <laughs> And in the midst of all these like jungle plants and trees, there was a cow. Yeah. And it was so weird. Like you're gonna see like wild birds, you know, iguanas, and all of a sudden there's a cow. So
0: <laughs> not very tropical.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was that was really cool too. Um, so I, I feel like that's one place I, I am not gonna move there because I love Huntington Beach, but I could live in Maui for sure. It was just unbelievable.
0: There. Get a house, get a house there.
1: Yeah, you know the the place we stayed at was beautiful, overlooking the ocean, and we looked it up just curious. It goes for two point eight million to buy it. So, um, yeah. Let's, oh, let's see when I when I make it extra big, you know, I'll just throw down three mil. To get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more someone who. I don't know if I'd want a house somewhere else because I like to travel like a variety of places. I don't I don't want to be tied down to feeling like, oh, we have to use our house twice a year instead of going to like a new
0: place. No, because you could then have other people go there, rent it yeah. out. But when it comes to me, I'll just go save for free. Yeah, true. OK,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll do
0: <laughs> Let's put
1: that out into the universe. <laughs> That's funny. So as for us, we are going to see Tyler Henry, who's a medium, mm-hmm. um, in next weekend. And so we'll, we'll get you on our next episode on how that went, but what, what's, I feel like what's meaningful about seeing him besides I, he's awesome. And I loved his documentary on Netflix is, and he does readings differently than Eden. And I, I feel like Eden, you, you do yours more detailed than him, but yeah. he, he has this energy him and he does readings in a unique way that I just really like him. Mm-hmm. And the way I it was so interesting because I was watching him seven years ago and that made me
0: connect with Eden
1: because I was like, well I want a reading. So I'm gonna oh. call
0: him, I'm, oh, I'm the yeah. next I'm the next best thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I that a long time ago. But um but we had Eden and I knew each other from high school and then we had connected a few different times through the years over other stuff and so I hadn't connected with her in a long time and all of a sudden I was like I want a reading I feel like I want one because I've been watching the show so that's how we connected almost it's has been exactly seven years ago
0: I don't know if I knew that part of the story
1: yeah so he was the catalyst to connect us so that's why it's full circle like yeah that we're going to see him now
0: yeah well I hope he reads us
1: I know I know right like I don't there's- yeah something to it because it all it did go full circle so there's we'll tell you we'll keep you guys posted on what happens yeah on what happened with that so um but yeah we we our podcast anniversary for four years is going to be this may yeah so that's that's amazing i think it's been like a hundred and it'll be like 170 episodes which is crazy if you Mm -hmm. think about a lot of episodes yeah (laughs) We've look at us dedicated I know so um and yeah thanks to Skylar who's done our social media and marketing and and helping in so many ways because that that's really helped us grow on we we have a lot of people that follow us on Instagram and YouTube and then to Scott who's been our producer this whole time And um, it's so funny because today on my Facebook memories, I love to look, I don't know how many people out there do this, but I look at my Facebook memories every day because I've been on Facebook since 2008. So it's kind of cool. It's like every day I look at a photo album and it makes me remember different things And I have videos of my kids when they were little and, and things like that. And today it came up, a picture of me at Uncle Studios 13 years ago when I was in a singing group. And we would rehearse there. And there was this like picture of us all standing there. And I'm like, oh my God, that was 13 years ago. Now look, we're still working with Uncle Studios in a different
0: way. Oh, Scott. And he's still around. And his studio has been around for over what 40 years now? Is it 40? 30.
1: 32, something like that. Come on, Scott.
0: Um, what is it? I think- oh,
1: so he's, talking. He's, oh, 40- he's telling
0: he just sent us a message.
1: That's Forty-two. Amazing. Forty-two. Um, gosh, that's like a marriage. <laughs> Scott, how many years have you been with your wife? Let's see what he says. But 42 years. And, and you know, Van Nuys, California is a very famous area for bands. Yeah, how long have you been with your wife, Scott? I was just seeing which is longer. <laughs> but Van Nuys is, is famous for, you know, Edwin's reading. Oh, he's been with his wife for... Yeah, how
0: do you? He gave us the two thousand four. We're 18. supposed to add that up now.
1: All right. So he's been married to uncles much longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, Edwin was just reading about Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, how you know they they were first with Nirvana going to record in Van Nuys, and so many artists have had years of recording in Van Nuys, whether it be Scott's studio or other studios in that area, and a lot of people don't know that because it's just this little city in In, you know, L.A., San Fernando Valley, kind of near Sherman Oaks. And um, it is famous for that. But there are a lot lot of the studios are hidden. So you wouldn't even know that the studios are there. So that's a kind of fun tip for people in L.A.
0: Yeah, Scott. We're going to interview you now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to promote the studio. Um, Are you, uh, Scott, are you? do you have people coming with COVID? do you have people coming in uh to rehearse still people come in all the time now really? everywhere
1: oh yeah everywhere is normal he it says yes normal. i love this yeah i mean <laughs> even ain't no one wore masks like
0: is really wearing masks anywhere anymore um you know i saw um a on YouTube yesterday, there was a video with John Edwards. And everybody, I think, should know who that is. He's a huh. famous, famous medium. And he was giving his predictions for twenty three, two thousand, twenty three. Oh. And do what
1: do you remember them?
0: Yeah, well, the ones that stood out to me, he talked about um, covid a lot. And he was saying, you know, it's not going anywhere. It'll be around for a long time. Um, but he said it was it's going to turn into something that like like chickenpox and shingles. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can have like an an outbreak of it if you've already had it.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's not as severe. Usually, usually as as it was Like it gets died down a little bit, but not for everybody. I don't want to like make a claim, but I just right, just Right. People. It seems like it's calmer than it was when it first came out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, something else that was interesting that he said that he um, won't stop wearing a mask, he says. I know I'm one of very few now people make fun of me, but um, he just thinks it's still. A really big problem and you mm-hmm. have to be you have to be careful. So he still after two and a half years, he does not go to a restaurant unless you can eat outside. Wow. Um, yeah. So someone like him—that surprised me to hear. Mm, yeah. 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 It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know.
1: I just go with my intuition, and I was very diligent and careful throughout all that. But now, I don't know. Personally, I just feel like we had COVID anyways, and yeah, we're fine now. And um, I just, you know, of course, if something seems sketchy, I don't go to it. But it—we've been just kind of going to everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and okay, so the other thing that I found really cool, but that he predicted <laughs> is that more and more people are going to become more accountable. Hmm. Okay, like, what does that mean? This is he says, this is a year of accountability. So I think it's more of people taking responsibility for themselves as opposed to bl- what has been going on is blame, you know, becoming like complaining and wanting to blame other people for certain things that are going on with them or in the world. So he's just saying that people are going to be kind of the truth is going to come out more and they're going to, people are going to start to become more accountable, take ownership of things that they've done.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Cause I, while you're saying that I pulled hard and asked for the general popular, you know, for everybody, what is the main focus of the year? And it says mindfulness be mindful of others
0: feelings and needs. So it's well, kind of, it matches. Yeah, that's. interesting. Yeah. Right. And because then other than rather than blaming other people for how they feel, they're going to take into consideration what, you know, their part is. Right. And be right. mindful. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting what you said earlier about resolutions, because what I think what happens is we as humans tend to have the need to rebel sometimes. And so we don't like to be told, like, it's almost like we're telling ourselves what to do, but then we rebel against what we told ourselves and go, wow, ah, I don't need to listen to that. True. So I, so I think if we dig deep and go, okay, what is, why is this rebellion happening? Like, why am I rebelling against this? Like what's the deeper thing going on and sometimes it's literally just how we're wording it to ourselves and we need to word it differently you know what I mean like um for example you know I at first was like okay I need to lose 10 pounds so I'm gonna eat this certain way and I'm gonna do these certain things and then it starts to make me annoyed because I feel like a trapped feeling of too much structure and I don't don't like that. I I like to feel free and doing what I feel aligned to do and intuitively to do. So instead I reframed it in my mind of like, I am going to make healthy choices so that I feel vibrant. I am going to intuitively exercise with what my body needs and it will result in what I need, you know, what my body needs to be at. And so instead that feels better like, instead of that feeling of like, I have to do this, and this is my discipline and structure. But I think some people do better with the discipline. And, you know, like, my husband loves to, he likes the structure of like, I am going to get up at 4am and work out and then have my protein shake and read, you know, he's reading deep things and stuff like that. But he has this structure where I don't like as much structure. So I think it's also like your personality types,
0: you know? Oh, yeah. And instead of following what they think the society is society is doing or what you think people think you should be doing just go within connect with your higher self your inner truth and ask what's aligned for you and it could change too every day it Mm -hmm. could be different so it's more about living um intentionally or and and living consciously Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think we'll always be on the right path when we do it that way it's being more present right right
1: and you know something i'm reading now that is really powerful and it's really related a lot to what we talked about on this whole episode is called real magic by dr wayne dyer and it it really goes deeply into a lot of the stuff that we happen to talk about today so i love to give a shout out to that book that i'm reading right now
0: hmm. and he he passed away right yeah, he actually,
1: okay. um, he had this knowing that he had like an intuitive knowing that he was only going to live to be like, you know, 70, 75. I think he lived to be 75. And so he always kind of knew it. And he did have cancer and overcame cancer. He wrote a book about how he healed from cancer, but then he ended up passing away of a heart heart attack or heart condition. Hmm. Yeah but I think he just, he fulfilled his time here, you yeah. know, and that was that was what his, you know, he knew about it. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, everybody's different. His
0: soul contract, you know. Right, right. And sometimes we get to know what that is. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: oh. A great um, thing to watch with him that I've seen probably is the shift. And you can watch it on YouTube, but that, that's a really great, movie it's kind of done like a movie to watch but I feel like it's great not only for people who are deeper and more intuitive and and you know ascending to more of a 5D consciousness but it's also good for someone who has no interest in that kind of thing but is open to it because it addresses being an ego and things like that and it it helps you relate to wherever you're at or if you have a loved one who doesn't want to work on themselves it helps you understand them more.
0: Mm. Okay. I've never watched it, but you have brought that up to me many times. It's really,
1: especially I think for where you're at, you would Mm -hmm. would watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll look for it. Where do you find it? On YouTube. Yeah. It's about
1: about two hours, but it's done like a movie and Portia de Rossi stars in it. And so it's not, it's not just some seminar, which is great. but It's a movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, okay. Anyways. All right, well, I guess we will wrap things up and I'm um, excited for upcoming episodes and interacting with our audience more. So all right, oh, what? shout out, um, if anyone's interested in becoming a life coach, oh, right. 20, I do have my life coach certification online program, um, lessons from confidence forward slash um, certification. Lessons from Confidence slash forward slash certification if you're interested.
0: All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode. And uh, again, Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at TalkPurposeAndTruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth, on Instagram and Facebook.